the 71st Psalm and verse 14. It's so hard to, through the song service, not to sing. But I think five minutes of singing does as much as 30 minutes of speaking to your voice. I just couldn't do it. Psalm 71 and verse 14. We're going to talk about praise again tonight. Tonight's message is going to be very similar to the past two Sunday nights. We have been on the subject of praise, but there's something different that we're sharing about praising the Lord every time. Praise is very important in our lives. We sometimes don't, do not categorize that with uh, a daily feeding on the Word of God we might think of or, or telling someone about the Lord or our prayer life. But praise is something that is desperately needed for our spiritual health constantly. So a title for the message tonight is simply Praise More. We had a guest speaker to the church about eight or nine years ago, and I don't remember his sermon uh, hardly at all, but I remember the word more in his sermon. And he used it by way of, and he made different points with it, and I don't even remember the points. Maybe it was something like, we need to love more, or maybe we need to serve more, or we need to give more of our time. I tell you what, what, a, what would a, from what I can remember, what would have fit right into that is this verse and to say that we need to praise more. Verse 14 says, But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Well, we not only see praise in this verse, but we see hope in this verse. And I like the way the word hope comes before the word praise here. We're living in such a world that's a sinful fallen world. And we're called to praise the Lord with our lives through it. I mean there's a lot of pain and sorrow that happens in our lives. But hope always continues on. The child of God has hope. Peter says the Lord hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. And that means a living hope. What our hope is all about never ends. We are looking for that blessed hope to return to get us one day. The, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ he is the person of our hope, and He gives eternal life. And a hope like this that we have calls for more praise from all of our lives. We get closer to the complete fulfillment of our hope every day. Think about that. We're one day closer every day. So as this life goes on, Praise is to grow in our lives. 
There's to be more praise in our lives going on as everything in this world goes on. If, if our hope were in this life only, then our hope would start to fade as life goes on. And praise would and maybe should naturally fade if all of our hope was in this life as the time runs its course. But we have everlasting life beyond the grave. And that puts praise on the rise for all children of God of all ages. Our hope is not unstable. There's one way the world uses hope. There's one way that many will use hope when you tell them about Jesus and they'll say, well, I hope I get to go to heaven. And they are not using hope according to the Christian's definition of hope. Our hope is confident expectation. We're not hoping we're going to heaven in the worldly sense of the word. We're not hoping that Jesus comes back. We are expecting him to come back. He is going to come back. And the child of God is going to be with the Lord forever. And this is a hope that we have and it is not unstable. And we have a never-ending stream of promises in this life until we get to heaven. We have that for the children of God. The psalmist here, he wasn't short on praise to God, yet he made a vow. Of all things, I got hung up in the sermon this morning on making vows to God. And how it's serious business to make vows to God. It made me think about sitting on the end of my bed and, and looking up at the ceiling. And, and the moment I said, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll preach. Other people tried to tell me that, that I was a preacher and I, I didn't listen to them and probably shouldn't have. I don't think you should tell anybody that. I think God will tell them. And God was telling my heart. And, and so I thought of that as a vow that I'll preach. You know, there, there's a comical way that some preachers look at it. They don't, they, they don't get a, a foresight of everything they're going to face and deal with in ministry when they surrender to the Lord. But we should surrender anyway, and we should promise Him anyway if He's called us to it. And so, but the psalmist here... He wasn't short on praise, but his vow was to praise God more. What, what a beautiful thing must be going on in the heart of this man of God. You know, sometimes we get to a place in our Christian walk where we're limited on things we can do. We can't do everything that we used to do. But there is always something we can do as children of God. And the subject of praise is a very good example of it. Everyone's praise can be more and more. That's a confident vow that we can make to the Lord. Not that we're automatically going to do it, but we should. God's worthy of it and everyone can always give more praise to God. We can't all always do everything. 
You think about David who kept a little flock of sheep. And then you think about David taking on a giant enemy of God. But then there was a time where they said, David, no more of that. You're not doing that anymore. But he could praise God more and more. You know, problems increase in our lives. And even though constant problems come, praise can and must increase as well. Those two kind of should be going together. As problems do come about in our lives, it should move us and urge us to more praise given to God. Praise must and can and should increase in our lives. No matter how much we may praise the Lord, I believe it's a, it's a safe encouragement to all of us to say we need to praise God more. I believe it's a safe encouragement because no one's ever praised God enough. He is due much more praise than anyone has ever given to Him. We have never fully given God what is due Him. A long life of faith on earth with constant praise could never be too much just as we consider the miracle of salvation alone. That, that the perfection of a holy God who created us, who lost us to sin, has brought us back into fellowship with Him. That we could know Him through the miracle of salvation, through the redemption of our souls, by the price that Jesus paid to save us, reconciling us to God. Jesus was brought to this earth for sinful man to bring us back together with a holy God. We are saved and the Lord is worth more and more of our praise. How about this for praising God? We have never been disappointed by the Lord. People will break promises to you. People will disappoint you. And some people have kind of tagged God with that sometimes, but that is an error because God does not disappoint. Praise is appropriate for the Lord in all occasions of life. It has never been a forced motion. It's not real if it's a forced motion. It's always a blessing to praise the Lord. Has there, has there really ever been a greater moment of joy in our lives than, than the truest, most sincere, impactful worship that we have been in, been a part of in our relationship with God? From sincere hearts, giving Him genuine praise, not playing church, but really having the, the, the God of our salvation moving in our lives and us adoring Him and who He is and our concentration just can't be broken on, on our hearts and minds being fixed on God. Nothing equals the joy 
of the experience of real, true praise to the Lord. We have the most confident expectation of sharing in the joy of the Lord forever. More praise is due to our eternal God from the everlasting life that He has given you and I. God will never disappoint. We come into the confidence of that. So praising the Lord, it's not looked at as a duty. It's delightful to give praise to God. There, there's no such thing as being tired of praising God. Not when it's real, not in the genuine Christian's life. Praise, it's not frustrating, it's freedom. Praise is not work, it's something wonderful we get to do. Who takes a break from praising God? Who intends to do something like that? There is not a day that goes by that we do not have new mercies given to us from the Lord. There is not a day to look back on in our lives and say that it was absent of mercy. God gives mercy to His children every day. We have learned and experienced the blessings of having life with everyday mercy applied to it. You know, in everything we're able to do, David went from a kid keeping the sheep to king. That wasn't by his own effort. That wasn't just in his own ability. We need to do what we can do, but we're not going to be able to do anything without the mercy of the Lord in our lives. It was from everyday mercies that David got to where he was. Anything that you and I have ever done in the Lord, it's because of the Lord's mercy. We need to praise Him for it. And the best thing we could ever do about anything the Lord's ever used us for is forget about it and give Him the glory and move on. What He has done in our lives is not to be treated as nothing, though. We're to praise the Lord more and more. If we don't praise the Lord, we are committing a terrible sin. We're having an unthankful heart if we don't praise the Lord our God. Whatever measure of means we have, whatever measure of health we possess, whatever strength we're using every day, that's to be a constant reminder, not that it's me or look at me, but to give praise to an almighty God who cares for His children and gives us the privilege of, of living life by faith on this earth and being used by Him and infused by Him with everything we need. When we go to count our blessings, we, we can't count them all. We may count some blessings and stop, but the blessings of God never stop in the Christian's life. They just keep on. We must never take them for granted. And 
I, you know, a lot of people apologize over a small prayer request. And maybe some people think it's silly to praise God over the smallest things. I don't think there's many that do. Maybe none here that think that's silly. And it's not to praise God for everything. You know, I've, I've always loved it when all my family unit is at home in the house. I've always loved those mornings when Shelly and I are up, maybe in the late 6 o'clock hour having coffee, and our kids are in bed asleep at home, and all is well in my heart with that. I know they have to grow up and go. I, I know. And one of them's about there, kind of. But, but just to sit and know my kids are there and they're healthy and happy and sleeping and we're having coffee together and we, we give an acknowledgement of praise to God just for such a moment as that. The most grateful has another rung on the ladder to elevate to and praise to God. We're not going to hit the ceiling on praise to God. We're not going to exhaust praise to God. He deserves more from the one who is such a great inspiring example in my life of their praise to God. He deserves more from them. We need to praise Him for more blessings that we already have. And we need to do so with a louder voice. We, we need to get more excited about it, Daniel. We need to be more excited about the praise we give to God, don't we? One professing Christian, not very old in the Lord, kind of got off track with a, with a thought. He asked me to pray about something, and he asked others to pray for him. And then what he prayed for happened. And he's a brand new babe in Christ. Let's give him a little slack. But he said, I just don't know if that was coincidence or if, or if that was God. Well, that, that kind of leads to our next point. God has proven himself over and over. Give him praise. Give him more praise tonight. We must praise him more and more. So our thoughts of God and all of his ability and all of his power in all of his clarity of making himself known is to always be on the rise. Praise is to always rise from our lives. We have trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In childlike faith we came to him. And then what did the Lord do? He proved himself to us. He proved himself to us over and over. Great is the Lord and worthy of glory, the song says. He proves himself more and more. Shall we not praise him more and more for that? Because it's not a blind faith. Once we come to the Lord in childlike faith, we know. He drew us, we made that decision, and he has made himself very real in our lives. Preacher once said from the pulpit, if I could say anything to make you second guess your salvation, you can't be sure what you have. He has proven himself. The longer we walk with the Lord, 
the larger our thoughts are to be of Him. How, how about praising the Lord in the sweetness of aging? You know, the more we age, the closer we get to our heavenly home. I think about this, I haven't heard it in a while, but my heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Anybody ever feel like that? Anybody ever think about the blessings at the end of life, toward the, the, the later stages of our life, when we're so close to going home to heaven? We're all one day closer every day. I asked a stranger in the store the other day, how are you doing? And he said, well, I'm above the dirt. And I said, well, for the Christian, it's better to be under the dirt. I got the strangest look. To live is Christ and to die is gain. It's, it's true. You got to be careful with, with saying that to too many of the age. You know, I've heard a true statement from them, from many, and they say getting old isn't for wimps. And, and, and I appreciate that trying to gear me up and get, get ready. Somebody, teenagers are saying, you're already almost there, Brother Kenneth. But, but whatever the case, aging as it increases with the pains and the strains, oh, how we should be increasing in praise that we are going soon, right around the corner, just above to our Heavenly Father. This, the, the song that, that we sang tonight, that, that one line gets me every time. When clothed in His brightness, transported I rise to meet Him in clouds of the skies. And just to say and to know that that, that is the plan for us. That, that that's what's happening for us one day soon. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord as we get one day closer. We must consider the hindrances. There's some things that hinder us from praising the Lord. Let us not drift off to sleep, children of God, from praising the Lord. There's a temptation to be lulled right to sleep and to sit back and wait for the Lord's coming instead of praising Him for it. We don't want to be sitting in a coffin kicked out at both ends. That's what somebody called a rut. We're, we're in a rut as a Christian with the coffin kicked out at both ends. May we not go to sleep and be lulled into sleep just waiting for the Lord to come. The Christian is hindered from praise by sleepiness of routine, of maybe dwelling on yesterday or, or looking ahead to tomorrow rather than praising the Lord for the joys and the blessings that He has for us right now today. Let us not be hindered by the temporary. Everything in this world is temporary. We could think of all the sinfulness that goes on in this world that's trying to lure us away or we might just think about the things in the world that aren't sinful in and of themselves that could cause us to drift off because of the temporary. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with work. You know, that, that's okay. There's nothing wrong 
with a little wealth from the work. God uses that. Somebody, I'll, I usually say it every year in stewardship month that I, it rubbed me the wrong way when somebody said it takes, it takes Jesus and money for ministry. And I just didn't like the way that sounded. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with work and wealth. We should work hard, provide for our own, but not be consumed with more and more of it to where it crowds out and we have less praise and praise given to God. Somebody said, I give 150% on my job. Somebody, uh, a Christian said, I, I give 100%, then I go home and give it to my family. Or I go to the Lord's church and give it to Him. We must spend more time having God praised from our lives. How about another hindrance? How about we stay away from self-contentment? We're content in the Savior Jesus Christ. Savior contentment is what we're called to, what we're to be. But not self-contentment. And self-contentment comes in one way, by measuring ourselves against others. You know, God is the standard. His Word is the standard. A Christian should not compare themselves to another Christian, using them as the platform maybe to think higher of their own selves. Praise will decrease every time when we're in a place of self-contentment. When we are looking horizontally instead of vertically, praise is going to decrease. There will never be more praise in self-contentment. Self-contentment not only comes by looking at others, but I touched on this a minute ago, looking behind us. We cannot rest on the past. Don't get me wrong, I love to hear testimonies. And I've heard a lot of testimonies from a lot of wonderful saints in this church. And I love to hear about, you know, the, the things that the Lord has used them for. And if I could use this word, and if y'all don't mind, I believe we have some legendary Christian testimonies in, in members of this church. But we cannot rest on the past. If we did a lot for God before, we're not to be looking back and satisfied by that as we are now here in the present. I, I hear about days gone by and, and it makes it, it, it tempts me to want to be from a generation from the past that's behind us. But we are here right now in the present. What good is that going to do for, for me or any of us to want to be there so bad that we ignore today? We did those things that we did and you did those things that you did by new mercies that came into your life every day. And we have new mercies today. Not for just remembering yesterday, but to be used today. There is a heavenly work for us today. There are so many things that can distract us from giving God His due praise. Let's praise Him that He has us here today 
And maybe we can't do everything that we have done, but there is something we can still do. There are many things we can still do, and one is to give God praise. Well, we've considered a few hindrances from praise. How about a help? A help in our life of praise. Because we need it. Look, things are always trying to plug up the line. Things are always trying to distract us and get us off track. The Lord loves it when we're honest with Him. This might not fit everybody, but maybe me and some of us need to tell the Lord that we're not praising the Lord enough. We need, we need a prepared soul, a conditioned heart to praise God. Present praise is going to be more as we're pardoned from past sins. Dealing with those things, confessing those things before God with a broken and contrite heart. What a, what, a, what a sweet time that is with God when we do that. The Christian must not try anything else to increase praise if it doesn't start with preparing our own hearts before God and the confidence that we have that we're going to be cleansed from God when we confess those things before Him. You know, I can't wait till one day we sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And, and the fiery trial for our works and all those works that didn't qualify are going, to, the wood, hay, and stubble is going to be gone. Everything that was between us and our Lord, that's the last thing and it'll be gone. And we'll sit down and sup with the Lord in purity. We're not there yet, but we have a promise of a, from a God who is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness that we might praise the Lord, that we might prepare our hearts and then give Him praise and have time of private devotion alone with the Lord before public praise in the sanctuary. Praising Him more. Praise Him at home and praise Him at God's house. If praise is going to be on the rise... Wherever our prayer closet is, we're going to be there longer. And we're going to be most sincere in time alone with God. The prayer closet may be sometimes on the back patio with the spouse. Having coffee early in the morning. Then it's to be praise. Praise everywhere we go. What a compliment it is to be called a holy roller by somebody because of so much praise. I'll never forget an extended relative of mine. They're, in, they're not with us anymore, but they talked about their co-worker, how their co-worker was always praising God and praying about things. And, and then that relative worked with them a while and said, you know what? It works. 
it works for her to give all that praise and to pray so much. It, it does work. To praise God is a change that happens from being saved by Jesus, going from dead in sins to alive unto God. The unsaved can't praise God. But the saved, we can prepare our hearts. We can have private devotion. And we can spend our lives praising God more. One lady wanted to join a church one time. And the preacher says, well, where's your membership at? She said, I've never had membership in a church. She, he said, you've never been baptized? No, I've never been baptized. How did you know you're saved she said because I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior and he has saved me from my sins freely by his grace and my life has taken on a change like never before in my past religion she said it this way I used to sweep the dust under the rug but she said now there's no dust under the rug in a relationship with Jesus because I take it to him and he forgives me no more dust under the rug I, I don't know if if it's myself that'll be hit or anyone here that might have a little dust under the rug that they need to give to the Lord tonight and and savor that precious promise of the cleansing he gives so we can praise him we can't praise him with dust under the rug but a life of joy can happen when we prepare our hearts with God and we give him more praise let him cleanse us tonight and let us praise him more and more but maybe there's someone here who realizes that they have never praised God. Maybe, maybe you've been here for three weeks and with you it's, it's kind of like, wow, this praise is personal. This is not just some kind of organized religion thing where you get together and, and put on a show. Praise is really personal. And I have never really given adoration to God. I've never really adored Him personally. It's never been personal to me. But would you make it personal tonight? Because God gave His Son who died on the cross for all of your sins personally. Not only did He die there, but, but God forbid you leave Him on that cross because He's not there. He was buried and He was raised again and He defeated all of our sins. And here we are 2,000 years later giving Him praise tonight. And it's all about Jesus. Would you trust Him tonight? Would you know Him as your Lord and Savior? And let Him change your life and spend the rest of your life giving Him praise. But I will hope continually and will yet praise Thee more and more. I've never encouraged making a promise to God. But when I see that vow made, it makes me want to encourage us who maybe haven't yet.
make that promise to God that you're going to praise Him the rest of your lives. Let us bow. Lord God, we come to you tonight once again. And I thank you for a series of weeks just talking about praising your wonderful and holy name, the person that you are, for you saving our souls and us being united in a relationship with you so that we can praise you. Lord, I thank you for the measure of spiritual health in our lives, that for it to be great and greater, it cannot lack praise. You're worthy of all of our praise. We can't fathom everything that you've done. We don't have everything that your precious son did recorded to look at yet. And look at what we do have and it overwhelms us with your goodness and your love to us. You are worthy of more and more praise tonight, Lord. You're worthy of having more to praise you. And Lord, I thank you for your mighty salvation and for drawing a heart, convicting them to see their desperate need to know Jesus in a relationship and have their sins forgiven. So have your way and work in the lives of your children right now. And those who aren't your children, you're calling them that they might make the decision to trust in Jesus. So we thank you for all you're going to do in this invitation, no matter what we see. We claim your promise that your word does not return void. And we've shared your word tonight, Lord. May we obey from our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. If everyone could please stand.